Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. Do me a big favor by sharing and also tagging your friends who would really enjoy this information. Now, you know the family structure and foundation is the number one defense against teenage substance abuse, pregnancy, depression, stress, and so much more. So be sure to get my Amazon number one best-selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership, 15 Simple Tips Successful Companies Use That Families Can Implement at Home to Help You Start Creating That Structure and Foundation. It's just $6.99 on paperback and $2.99 on Kindle. The link to purchase the book is in the show notes. On to our show today. In America, 50% of marriages end in divorce. We all know the statistics. And there's one divorce approximately every 36 seconds. And I have to say, I am part of that statistics. And to all those women and men who stepped up and decided they wanted a better life for themselves and their children, I congratulate you. So what does this statistic mean? Well, one thing, there's a lot of people out there dating. And I have two advice to give you. First of all, take a lot of time out to do a lot of soul searching, learnings, growth, releasing baggage, get a coach. I cannot say enough about this. I mean, doing that changed my life. It reduced my recovery time, exponentially grew more than I could ever done on my own. You can contact me or any one of my guests that you may resonate with to help you. And second of all, do not give up on relationships and or marriage. You most likely are in your midlife and may even have children. It may be scary or overwhelming when you are ready to date again. And navigating the whole dating world can be confusing, paralyzing, and maybe even disheartening in your midlife, especially if you're a woman. But don't give up. You can and will find someone who fulfills and honors you in a way that you deserve. And make sure you take my number one advice seriously. So let's talk about dating after divorce today. I have a very special guest who is going to give us some tips on how to date after divorce, the pitfalls, what we'll be looking for. He's known as America's leading midlife dating and relationship coach. He's a defender and protector of women's heart around the world. He helps women transform from attracting Mr. Wrong into finding their Mr. Right. He is a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and author of Unlocking the Male Mind, Finding Love Online and Why Men Pull Away. The guy spy to the male mind who truly understands the way a single or divorced man thinks and acts. He's a master of helping women recognize and distinguish the difference between men who are emotionally unavailable from those who are truly ready for love. So are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? 
I'd like to introduce you to Jonathan Asley. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Jacqueline. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be on this interview with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for being here. Hey, you know, I'm part of that statistics. We're dating and it's perfect. I So am I. And, and I love what you just shared with your audience because um, you, you really started off with two great tips. And and it's so hugely important to, I mean, I'm just going to dive right in because you shared that. And for those listening is this idea of taking time after divorce to really do some work on oneself. And, and because there's this, when you think about a marriage, it's like a tapestry that you've now just started to beginning un, unraveling, if you will. And, and it's that tapestry of the we and coming back to your individuality, coming back to your I, your sovereignty. And many people jump right back into the dating pool because they, they need to feel so part of a we that they begin repeating patterns over and over again of choosing people that aren't aligned to who they are and what they want. And so I'm so grateful that you shared that with your community. And for those listening, maybe take a moment, uh, if this even resonates with you, to go, hmm, isn't that interesting what I may have done in the past? And, and say, how can I do this differently? How can I do it better? How can I approach the process differently? Yep, I think you and I, being coaches and being coached, having coaches coach us through our life and business, we realize how important it is to see what we miss and what we need to learn so that we don't repeat the same pattern. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is though, you know, and for everyone, look at, there's no such thing as what I think, well, I don't believe there's anything right or wrong or you did it bad because if we walk on this, if we go on this journey of just doing the best we can, and, and I'd like to say, do the best you can without hurting anyone else or, or, or speak your truth, do it with kindness would be another way. So if, if for those of you that, you know, here's the thing I want to say, like, because of this interview, what happened in your past is prologue. We're going to talk about how to do things better, how to do things. And, and I, again, even the word better, just, you know, better for oneself and, and a more align to what you truly want. Exactly. So let's get into it because I know there's a lot of ladies out there who are curious and I think the gentlemen should be listening to this. They can learn something also. Sure. So what do you find are some of the challenges of dating in the midlife? And, and we'll bring this, we'll tie this into divorce as well. So one of the, I think one of the most significant challenges is our past conceptions, you know, and I just said, let the past go, uh, per, you know, our, our past perceptions, excuse me. And, and much of that is based on traditional expectations of, you know, men are hunters and men lead the process and, you know, men are provider and protector and women are nurturers and all that. And that's just a lot of garbly goo that really doesn't apply in the same way as midlife as it would for people in their 20s. I would like to encourage everyone to date with more of a beginner's mind versus the mindset of what you of what it might have been like in your 20s or that traditional mindset because dating in midlife is completely different. 
And let me give some examples. So I, I, a moment ago, I just said men, you know, this notion of men are hunters and men love the chase. And, and, and Jacqueline, I, I coach women and I often say, I know how much women love the idea of men leading the chase and leading the relationship charge. And I go, well, ladies, you're giving the job to the wrong person. You know, because if men were really good at it, then every woman would be happy right now. And if women are, I, the complaints I hear are men are emotionally unavailable, men are commitment phobic, men are bad at dating. So why would you want to give that responsibility to the least qualified person in the room? Good point. You know, women are tend to be a much better container of connecting with one's heart than a man, typically. I'm not saying this is an absolute. And yet this programming, this programming that men hunt and men chase, and I want to encourage women to look at that. And I want to say, what are we hunting and chasing? You're a complete stranger and I'm hunting you. I'm pursuing you. I'm chasing you. Why? Because I'm driven by the testosterone that's risen, because the chemicals of sex. I'm not chasing you because I want a fully committed relationship leading to marriage. That's not what the chase is about. So this, this paradigm that a lot of women have been sold doesn't really help you in the long run by you know, adhering to it is all I'm saying. Now, that's not to say that we're, men are being disingenuine. They, we are driven by that. In midlife though, it's deeper. And I think it's really important to while I suggest coming with beginner's mind or beginner's eyes, it's also take that wisdom of your past experiences and apply it to how you're going to approach dating someone. Because ladies, for ladies and men, dating is an interview process, whether you like it or not. I know how much of you would love the idea that it's all fun and romantic and it's just supposed to flow. I'm here to tell you it's an interview process because we live in a melting pot of a variety of different people with different values, with different lifestyles, with different emotional maturity. And so if you're dating purely based on chemistry, you will most likely miss out on compatibility. And so why dating is an interview process, you're interviewing for compatibility. And if you're not, here's what's going to happen. You're base, choosing attraction or chemistry to connect. You connect with another human being who's completely misaligned to who you are, what you want, your values, or their emotional maturity, only to find out you're attached to them. And then you're hoping that they're going to change somehow. They're going to be different. They're going to be aligned to you. And then you might spend weeks, months, even years trying to unravel this new tapestry of what just happened. So I'm a huge proponent of helping women, what I call vet, you know, they vet someone, they, they basically, they're, they're, um, they're doing their due diligence, they're being discerning. So you, so then you choose for compatibility versus instant chemistry. Can I expand upon this for a second? Because I think it's really important for your audience. Yes, please. It's fascinating. In my new book that I'm coming out with, it's uh, called Everything You've Learned About Relationships is Wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even though I said earlier, there is no such thing as right or wrong. It's just what you've learned is really not going to benefit you. 
I bring up something called the four pillars to a successful relationship or partnership. Now, for those listening, I, I want to just share with you, my whole philosophy is built on helping women develop partnerships with men. So there's a significant population that are happy being in what I call companionship relationships. Yeah, it says 900% increase. Huge demographic. Of people just living together or just dating. So let me clarify what I mean by companionship relationship. It's basically they're in a relationship, they're monogamous and exclusive with one another, they're having sex, okay. and the relationship is going nowhere. No deeper building of teamwork. It's just they're spending time together. Now, that's one of the most predominant relationships today. There's another form of relationships out there, what I call friends with benefits, but you just don't know about it. And that's usually the first, you know, short period. That's the first, Let it could be within a six month period of dating someone is you're together, you're having sex, but you don't know if you're monogamous, you don't know if you're exclusive. You're just spending time together and having sex. So a lot of women are in these kind of relationships because they haven't established monogamy and exclusivity because they believe that men lead the relationship charge. So they expect the man to be the, the vocal point of that. And again, ladies, you are responsible for your relationship destiny and men, you're responsible for your relationship destiny. It's not your responsibility to take care of someone else's destiny, if you will. So going back to those, so I want to come full circle to my four pillars. Attraction is the way most people date today. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. Let's see if it works. Okay. Without much consciousness to these three other pillars, because attraction is one of them. Right. The next is shared values blending lives or lifestyle compatibility, and the last, emotional maturity or emotional grown-up. If you haven't vetted for this, you might find yourself attracted to and attached to someone that's going to create a lot of problems and anxiety and pain later on down the road. That was my 20s. Yeah. Well, guess what? I, I'm a midlife coach. So for those, I, I, I look at midlife as after baby making years and before retirement. So 42 to 69 is the predominant demographic. And here's the thing, you're a 50 year old person. You don't have time to waste with people that are incompatible. And well, I'm not, well, here, I'm going to say, I don't have time to waste with people who are incompatible. Yes. Hey, I don't either. I'm joining your team. Everyone listening, you're welcome to do your own journey at your own pace. I'd just like to give you some suggestions. And that is shared value. So, you know, a couple examples of that is, I'll give you an example. You know, someone who's a rigid Republican will probably not get along with someone who's a socialist and their political values because it represents how you view the world from a socioeconomical perspective. So I'm just saying those two people are probably not a fit, okay? Right. Now, if you're more closely aligned, moderate, That's then the chances are you share the same values. Your religious perspective, if you're orthodox in one area and you're atheist the other area, and they just there's no judgment here, I'm just saying the difference is, chances are you're not gonna share values or how you view money. Oh, that's huge is a huge value. Money is a huge value. And so, you know, when you think about the statistic you mentioned, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Well, 50% of the reasons is money 
is one of the big reasons and sex is the other. It's not really sex, it's intimacy, by the way. So another value is how you value money. So these are important things to be thinking about and having in your consciousness while you're dating. Number one, lifestyle. This is such a huge piece. And I see this predominance of people choosing, you know, square pegs to fit in a round hole of lifestyle, you know? Oh my God, Jonathan, I was in a relationship with a man who lived 3000 miles away. The distance wasn't the problem. It was something else. No, the distance was a lifestyle challenge because you couldn't see if you could blend lives with one another. And I'm using that as one example. So lifestyle compatibility. And what I mean by compatibility, I'm not, I'm just, I want to, in everyone's consciousness, Think about it from the extremes versus being slightly different. You know, you do, there's no way to find someone exactly like you in lifestyle and value. But at least your core values. Yeah. Well, core values. I would say that your core five top values. And for those listening, your four top three of those are not honesty, integrity, and trustworthiness. Those are called givens. Come up with other core values other than the original givens, okay? <laughs> Those yeah, yeah. Givens. You don't even need to bring that up. And I know women talk about that with my coaching. I'm like, it's a given. You don't need to talk about honesty, integrity, and trustworthiness. And then emotional maturity. I've created a workbook in my private coaching program. It's a 70-page workbook that I help clients really vet some a man's emotional maturity. It's called Improve Your GPS, which stands for Improve Your Guy Picking System. Um, and, it, and, and interestingly enough, once my clients go through it, they go, oh, God, I wished I'd learned this 10 years ago. This makes so much sense. Most people, as they age, they become more emotionally dysfunctional if they haven't done any healing work to their childhood wounds and or traumas they've suffered. We talked about divorce. And one of the challenges is divorce is a traumatic event. It is a hugely traumatic event. And from what I've observed, most people do not spend a fair amount of time really healing after the divorce. And many people are carrying a lot of anger and resentment and shame. And it comes out in their communication. And those are people that most likely, if they haven't worked on it, are going to carry it in the next relationship. So it's hugely important to have your listening ears on when you're dating so you don't end up choosing someone who's emotionally unavailable. Okay, I went on a rant. I hope that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, and I think it's really important when you have children because we forget that they have to go through a healing period and we might have chosen not to be with the father, but... They didn't. If you have kids, this is always the question, I think, for a single mom, is when's the right time to start dating? When's the time to meet these people? When am I ready if I have children? So one of the things, I'm I'm actually doing a live event. um, You know, I'm doing a series of live events called Relationship Ready. And uh, this is local in my community. And the idea is to really be in a state of readiness. So, so let's, let's talk about this readiness because whether you have children or not, readiness is hugely important. So I'd say one of the fundamental pieces, and it goes back to what you talked about, 
is I, I'd like to suggest readiness comes from wanting a relationship, but not needing a relationship to be happy. Okay. It's okay to want a relationship and put yourself out there. We've talked about that. Needing a relationship. If you need a relationship for your own individual happiness, you are not ready. That's number one. That's called codependency, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Number two, I think learning effective communication skills. You know, women complain to me that one of their biggest problems in dating and relationship is communication. Um, I, I think oftentimes what, again, I coach women and I'm, there's no judgment here to the women that say that's the issue. I also recognize that most people haven't learned effective communication skills. So for those listening right now, I want to recommend a book if that's okay, Jacqueline. There's an amazing book. The title sucks, so don't get upset about the title, but it's called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. I'll repeat it. Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. We will put that into the show notes, the link. This book teaches you how to express your needs, wants, and desires without being defensive, combative, um, contradictory, all those, you know, uh, confrontational. It's learning how to express your needs, wants, and desires in a nonviolent way. And so I really recommend that book. Because when you can learn effective communication, you are ready to be in a relationship. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people think here, I know how to communicate. No, a lot of people know how to talk. There's a big difference. Talk, right. I wrote an article about between talking yeah, versus communicating. Yes, and communicating and having a conversation. Yeah. Talking is not having a conversation. Exactly. Because, you know, most people are, they view conversation based on when they get triggered and they get defensive and reactive and all that kind of stuff. So those are two primary things I highly recommend. I, the third thing, and I, by the way, I have a number of things that I talk about in my new book is uh, the third thing is having a clear vision of what a relationship looks like for you, what a relationship looks like for you. And I'm, I'm going to give everyone here an example. I'll give my own personal example because I'm single and I'm dating. Um, or I'm, let me reframe that. I'm single and I'm open to date the right person. I'm not I'm not actively dating anyone. And one of the things I'm very upfront with someone is I want to spend three or four days and nights a week together, or excuse me, regularly, not all at the same time, doing shared activities, spending time with family and friends, spending regular intimate time, and spending time doing workshops and retreats and learning and growing together in a relationship. And I have an idea of what that looks like. And I'm very crystal clear. So if someone only has one day a week available for them to be in relationship, they're not aligned to what I'm looking for. If someone lives 3,000 miles away, they're not aligned to what I'm looking for. So just because we might share the same values and might have chemistry, I'm still seeking the bigger picture. I have clarity in what I'm looking for on a day-to-day -day basis of relationship. And that's another aspect of readiness. Because you hear this, a lot of women I talk to, they're like, well, I'm not looking, from men, they say, I'm not looking for a serious relationship. I just want a casual. What does that mean? You know, when you say you want casual, then tell me what that looks like for you. I interview a lot of women who call me up and say, Jonathan, I've been in a relationship with a man for six months and I want more commitment. I'm like, great. What does that look like? 
Well, I just want more commitment. I'm like, great. What does that look like? But I just want more commitment. Great. What does that <laughs> like, look like? But I just want more of it. Well, <laughs> ladies, if you don't know what it looks like, then you can't, then there's no way he's going to hecking know what it looks like. So you better have clarity on what it looks like for you. And then you find out what it looks like for him. And then you negotiate. I'm sorry, I get passionate about this stuff. No, it's true. A lot of people, not just women, I think sometimes men too, they can't visualize. For some reason, we're all, majority of the population are visual learners, but yet when it comes to visualizing, and I do this with my client because I work with a lot of single moms, know. you know, what do you visualize life to be? And they don't know. I want it to be <laughs> happy. You know, I want to have peace. Well, what does peace look like? Because every, as we know, you yeah. know, happiness, peace, all these things have different meaning, commitment, like you said, different meaning to everybody. Yeah. So one of the things that, uh, you know, I do with single moms, so we're talking about ex-spouses and the thing that comes up always is obviously if they got along, they'd be together. So they don't get along. So now he's dating, you're dating. How do women deal with the nastiness of an ex-spouse? You know... This is a real challenge in a lot of cases. So this isn't, you know, this, there's no, ex, this isn't the exception to the rule. This has almost become the rule is that we're dealing, well, we have exes in our lives and it might not just be an ex-spouse. It could be an ex-boyfriend, a girlfriend. It could be a- Yeah, I have, I have clients where, you know, the ex is stalking yeah. them on social media and, and any other way. I, I think it's important to recognize boundaries. And a boundary, I love the way Brene Brown defines boundary. And a boundary is simply what is okay and what's not okay for me. And to the extent that you can establish a boundary with a past relationship, in many cases, you're not able to you know, determine whether or not they adhere to that boundary. Um, I think it's important that your new partner is aware of the boundaries you've set and the thing is, it's important to bring that to their attention. This is the boundary that I set in this relationship. And occasionally this partner breaks that boundary. And, and you know, it's interesting because I'll give an analogy. Um, when I went through my divorce, I remember for about the first year. And so my ex-wife moved in another house and, and I moved to a different place. And for the longest time, when I went to go visit to pick up the kids, I just walked in the door. It wasn't maliciousness is there there was so much familiarity and so many years of history that even though she said you can't do that I had a hard time recognizing the boundary mm, yeah and it wasn't till she dated someone that and they were together that I'm like oh I actually have to listen to this you know uh, and 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 truthfully it was it took me years before I really could adjust to this new boundary. So sadly, it's going to take time. This is one of the reasons why I often, you know, have, well, I've observed that it takes a good two to three years after someone has gone through a divorce before they've kind of reestablished their individuality and have established the boundaries and guidelines of their past relationship so they can truly forge ahead in a new relationship. And uh, by the way, this is not set in stone, this timeline. I've just seen it takes a good two to three years for the most part, especially if they've been in a long-term marriage, you know, it, 
long-term meaning 10 years or more, but establishing good boundaries and recognizing that it's not going to be, you know, there's no guarantees, but it's important to establish them. And, and also don't get caught up in their drama, the other person's drama. I know it's, it's fascinating to me how many times in the past when I've dated women that will talk about their ex and it's just nothing but drama, drama, drama. I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why are we putting fuel to that energy when we could be putting fuel to a different energy? One last question, online dating. Yes. That's the, it's the trend. It's the huge thing. Should I, shouldn't I? Do I have time to get on it? What do I say? How do I know they're not lying? I mean, can you briefly give us your opinion about online dating? Yeah, and, and I've had mixed feelings lately. I'll be candid with you. Interestingly enough, about 50% of all new relationships, and this is anecdotal, so don't quote me. This is my own research. Um, 50% of all new relationships for people over 45 years old is happening through an online connection. That could be a dating app, a dating site, even Facebook or some other online medium. So it's prevalent. Here's the challenge that's happened is it's been bastardized. And what I mean, it's there's, there's such a, there's such a flood of people on there that have put really crappy quality of effort putting themselves out there. It's kind of like, it'd be kind of like going to a nightclub instead of getting dressed up. You just woke up from a drunken binger and you went to a nightclub in your pajamas. That's the way people are treating online dating. Okay. So, so that's the bad news. The good news is when you set yourself apart from everyone else with a stellar profile, you just went to the front of the, the line. Okay, so go back to that nightclub analogy. If there's a big line and everyone has to pay to get in, you literally got in the front of the line, you didn't even have to pay. When you put together a stellar quality profile, sadly, only 2% of profiles are that capacity. So that leaves room for, for those of you that put quality effort out there. That's, the, that's one of the main things. I think the other thing though, and I really want to encourage this for everybody is to begin a practice of getting to know your community, getting to know the community you live in. And, and so that includes doing social events in your local community. If you need help, go on Facebook. I, I'm, I saw this morning on Facebook that there's a book signing event by a woman who I know, and I kind of have a little bit of a crush on her. So what the heck, I'm gonna go to it, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, for, and no, you know, no, no expectation. I mean, yes, I, you know, I have this little tiny crush, but I'm gonna go with no expectation. But I get to meet people in my community. I, I really recommend to supplement your efforts because online dating, mobile dating apps, Facebook, all these things are a spoke in the wheel put yourself out there in your local community, do charity work, do something that gets you outside of the house. As we age, we tend to become hermits. Not everybody, but most people tend to become more, you know, isolated. And putting yourself out there in your local community, not with any expectation of dating, supplement that with your dating, with your, you know, online practice. And that online practice should be stellar profile. Now, here's the thing. How do you determine a scammer? How do you filter people out? 
let me tell you, one of the best ways to filter people out is when your profile is so stellar, the bad people don't want to approach you. They want to approach the low hanging fruit. They want to, you know, they have, they are afraid of quality. Quality seeks quality. When you put quality effort, you're going to attract a quality guy. Like energy attracts like energy. Yeah. You're going to attract people that, you know, maybe that you're not attracted to, but have no judgment to that person that's missing a tooth and has a mustache and his hair is up and you know, whatever. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being judgmental, it's okay. but don't it's okay. touch that yeah. person because they reached out to you. Send them some love and be grateful. So with that, let's lead into what you offer. How can women talk to you, reach out to you, see you, hear you? Yeah, so I have a couple different ways. I have, uh, I'll share with you, I have a program called Finding Love Online, which is a audio program I put together. It already includes a brief coaching session with me to review your online dating profile. And it's less than $150 to have this. So I think it's like $127. So it's an audio program and a coaching session with me. I have my Midlife Love Mastery program. It's a membership program where you get a gazillion audios. You get access to a private Facebook group where I shoot three videos a week. There is a, a call each month that's free to the members. And this is less than 20 bucks a month. I give a ton of stuff, ton of content for a low, low, low price because this is my way of giving back to the community. And then from there, usually people, after they follow me for a while, reach out and work with, want to work with me privately. That's more of a higher end item, but to work with me privately, I have what's called shortcut to Mr. Right. And that's to save you a, those 10 years of aggravation. In my five week boot camp, we go through so much content, you're going to go, I wished I learned this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And especially if we're in your 40s, we want to shorten that time. Yes. So how can people, how do you get hold of you? My name is Jonathan Asley. That's spelled A-S as in Sam, L-A-Y. You just Google me, find my website, just join my mailing list if you'd like. I give free content there. I shoot videos once a week that I send out to my mailing list. And ladies, I just want to share something with you. Be careful taking a dating advice that's been designed for 20 and 30 years old. If you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, it doesn't apply at our stage in life. For those of us, I'm in my 50s. It's a completely different ballgame. And get advice from people that really understands the nuances of, like in my case, family court, visitation rights, you know, child custody, all those things, you know, alimony, you know. All these things, you know, because 70% of people over 40 that are dating are divorced and need someone who really understands the particular nuances. And I come from the male perspective, so I give you male insight as well. Okay, awesome. So all of the information to get a hold of Jonathan and to start his program is in the show notes. And Jonathan, thank you so much. It's been very informative. And listeners... Always be learning and always be growing. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.